This is a Rooster Teeth production. In 2009, a video was uploaded to YouTube featuring an unsettling robot named Tara. In the video, Tara was featured singing in an eerie android voice. The creepy video went viral and the origins of this robotic woman sparked an abundance of speculation. Today, we're taking a look at the disturbing lore of the video, I Feel Fantastic. This is Red Web. Welcome back, Task Force members and mystery lovers, to another episode of Red Web, diving back into the internet, our bread and butter of mysteries. You've got myself, your resident mystery enthusiast, Trevor Collins, and joining me, hearing this mystery for the very first time, using his psychic powers called Gut Instinct, Alfredo Diaz. So what we got here mm-hmm. is an influencer from Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We absolutely Sarah. do. Creepy title for the song. I feel fantastic. Yeah, because you know I just Or more like this. I feel fantastic. That's pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) Solid. Listen, I'm preparing for the uh, inevitable. (laughs) Uh, But yes, it is an early internet mystery here with a very cryptic, creepy video. And you might look at it and think none the wiser, right? You might look at that and say, okay, it's just an an odd video that's giving me the heebie-jeebies, but that's it. But it's really taken on a lot of attention, and people started looking into it. And we'll dive into the video background. We're going to go into the internet investigation. Mm. And then, interestingly, I mean, we've covered a lot of internet mysteries, and a lot of these viral ones really spread off, and people share things and duplicate it, and it's hard to track. We actually, our research team was able to kind of follow the path of re-uploads, so we're going to explore how oh. this video spread and how it was double uploaded. Okay, that's a cool perspective to kind of like dive into is like mm-hmm. how it actually spread. That's something I didn't think we'd be having that information for. Also, bet it's got a decent like to dislike ratio. You know what I mean? You got to talk that YouTube oh, lingo. Oh, yeah. The algorithm loves 2009, her. and this is just where my mind is. I'm mm-hmm. 720p res, I'm thinking. Ooh, yeah. Like, what what was going on around then? I right? mean, because I mean, like earlier than that, yeah, possibly 1080. Early in that, maybe it'd be like 360, 480p. You yeah, know what I mean, and then that way when you watch it, it's grainy, it's difficult to right. see. It's maybe four by three or something like that. Well, this video, I mean, I'm also curious to see what the robot actually looks like. Oh, we've got all that for is you. I brought like some a, tangibility to this. Oh, I like that. Got is it files like for your hands? A robot skeleton with like a skin face, like Megan style? Is it like Ooh. a robotic arm or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. These are all good questions. We're going to get into all of them. But Perfect. first, I want to acknowledge my inflamed sinuses. It's cedar season, baby. And my nose is popping off. Secondly, I brought the energy. Ugh, my feet are on the table now. <laughs> I brought my socks and flops. I'm going to catch this moment. Literally wearing. (laughs) I caught the moment just for you now. Socks with the flops. Dude, I'm socking and flopping. (laughs) All right. Well, with that said, let me distill this knowledge down into your sippy cup, Fredo, and the task force at large, starting with some of the background of this video. On April 15th, 2009, this video was uploaded to YouTube by a user named Creepy Blog. The video was titled, I Feel Fantastic, and it featured a robotic android named Tara singing a song called Please. The video had many shots of Tara sitting, standing, staring coldly at the camera while periodically splicing in shots of a wooded area. 
Needless to say, this caught the attention of the internet and quickly went viral due to how curious and creepy this video was. The description was quite long, so I'm going to truncate it here, but it reads as follows. Quote, In ancient Greek mythology, Pygmalion was a highly accomplished Cypriot sculptor. He used his particular skills to this end. He created a statue bride. What you are about to watch is a mysterious video. Its origin is attributed variously and almost certainly spuriously to various abstract artists or surrealists. The truth is that what we are seeing and what we perceive to be strange and disturbing is actually beauty to its creator. Perhaps what we are viewing is the work of a modern Pygmalion. To him, her toneless voice, the paleness of her skin, and the comparative vibrancy of her lips may indeed be the very embodiment of a perfect woman. In the mind of her creator, she is a near goddess, the perfect representation not just of femininity, but the peak of human potential, a perfectly satisfactory being. How does that kind of unconditional love feel? Well, how does she feel? Fantastic. And with that very interesting description, let me introduce to you, Fredo, a photo of Tara, supposedly the perfect woman. It looks like the lost sister from White Chicks. <laughs> oh my God. It does. It looks, yes. Yeah. Um, I can see what you're saying. Okay. Got the wig. So is it literally a robot skeleton with the, does the mouth move and everything? I don't know about the full inner workings. Right, I have some right, of the right. details to uncover later on. But Does it appear to be like it's a robot? Like the eyes yes. move, the mouth moves? I don't know if the eyes move, but the mouth definitely opens and closes. It's got like the rubber skin over the face. Definitely. Like real talk though. Mm -hmm. Like serious question. I know this, this, is, this is actually a serious question. Okay. Just like a sex doll. It's possible. I mean, not, I mean, I'm going to go back to the funny question, but like, is it like a sex doll that the, the, the like, kind of looks like a high end sex doll? I'm going to go back to the description. Okay. In the creator's own words, they say, quote, in the mind of her creator, she is near a goddess, the perfect representation of human potential. I, I think that's making more sense now, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I feel, just feel like it's just someone in love with their sex doll. I'm picking up what you're putting down. The thought did enter my mind when we were looking at the outline. Yeah. 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 Okay. So this description references Pygmalion a lot, and so succinctly, I'm going to define what that is because the description goes all over the place. Essentially, the Pygmalion is a king of Cyprus who makes a female figure out of ivory that is then brought to life for him by the goddess Aphrodite. So, in right. some way, there is a layer of love involved with mm -hmm. this inanimate object that then becomes animate. Yeah. This is a robot that is inanimate by material, mm -hmm. but animate via electronics. Yep. And he loves her. Right. And that's period. I'm just, <laughs> I just, that's just what it, I, listen, I feel it. I feel what you're saying. Yeah. I'll say this. I don't think that's in the theories. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness though, it, it does, that's uh, where my mind is right now. It feels like this is a sex doll and this is someone that's in love with their said doll Fair and enough. really wants this doll to be real and envisions them as a real person mm -hmm. thing of beauty that's kind of the vibe i'm getting right now fair enough so i actually want to show you this video right now and it's online it's been re-uploaded so you can go watch to your heart's content if you want to hear the video and the song but Fredo, I'm going to play this for you now. We're going to cut real quick just to Fredo's reaction. But here it is. Huh. There are some like quick cuts. So I think like like with the hand, for example, it like goes out. But then when it flips upside, like palm up, yeah. it looks like there's a cut. Yeah. Because he flips right. the hand. It's not 
completely motorized. Right. And it has this now. The task mouth Force, very subtly moves. Very subtly moves. Now, Task Force, we would have played this within the episode, which we have in the past whenever we can copyright-wise. But as you're going to find out as we continue to talk about this topic, copyright becomes a bit of an issue, so we're going to dodge it. But let me show you this. She's kicked back, relaxed, looking pretty cool. Right. Looking so you pretty can cool. pose her in various positions. Mm -hmm. Okay. I see where you're going. You guys aren't convincing me otherwise. <laughs> I'm just... Look, I'm just yeah. I'm in all seriousness. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where my mind is. And totally. Then you're just like, look, you can pose her in all kinds of positions. I'm like, cool, okay. Listen, this was peak robotics at the time. This oh, ain't no Chuck E. Cheese on a stage glitching and malfunctioning, looking like he's gonna come off the stage and come after the children. This is, you know, at least in the early knots, the early two thousands, peak robotics. I mean, it kind of seems like a advanced mannequin too. Yeah. It's like right? an advanced mannequin, yeah. got a Vocaloid voice Vocaloid saying, voice. I feel fantastic. You feel fantastic. Very slight movements in the mouth. You can Very articulate the, the body in different various ways. So mm -hmm. you can, like, I don't know, pose her and dress her up in a display or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's also kind of what it reminds me of, too. Yeah. Now, as of October 2020, this video had garnered over 24 million views, which is quite a lot in just an 11 year span. However, since that time, the video has been taken down due to copyright claims from a group called Terabyte Music Distribution Services Limited. Very simply, Terabyte assists musicians in getting their music onto streaming platforms and other copyright claims. From discussions online, some of these copyright claims appear that they could be dubious. So it could be essentially like a patent lawyer, someone who just kind of broad strokes copyrights things and that's how yeah. they monetize. But I don't know this company from, from Steve, so I'm just going to not comment on it. But that's what the discussions online seem to be circling. Interesting that the name is, what's the name of the copyright company? Ooh, actually, it's a very good point. Yeah. Terabyte Music Distribution Services Limited. So it starts Terra. with Terabyte. Yeah. Terra. Yeah, I, look, there might not be anything there. It's just a coincidence. But you, yeah. Very interesting coincidence. Very good one. Yeah. I was about to say, too, like, man, I hope they monetized it because that's a lot of views. It's a good chunk of change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 24 million views. What about three, four bot? Three, four three, billion. Four bucks, right? Yeah. Oh, billion, three, four yeah. billion? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's how it goes. Now, the original video was most likely downloaded by Creepy Blog, the uploader, off the website geocities.com slash Android Music Videos. Though we can't find any further information to confirm this. And interestingly, Creepy Blog has not uploaded anything else since this video. You'll find that people think that Creepy Blog is a separate person from the original creator. Of the video because there's a few years difference between when the video and Tara were talked about on the blog versus when it hit YouTube. But otherwise, the fact that they haven't uploaded anything else is pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought the YouTube channel would be the owner of the content, but it appears not. Oh no. And we're going to find out more right now. Let's talk about oh. the internet investigation into this. That's pretty much what the video holds, it's what it's about, it's, we got all that good stuff out the way. Now, the investigation is pretty interesting. Users online were able to trace back the origin of the video back to a website run by a man named John Bergeron, who subsequently created Terra. For added context, it's difficult to determine exactly who traced the origin back to this site or how they did it. We just know that the tracing was done and it seems to be factual. Legit, in fact, yeah. factual. It's also unclear when Terra was originally created, but Bergeron first posted about Terra back in 2001. So the video being in 2009, but the 
origin of all this being in 2001 is a, is quite a technical leap, honestly. That's so long ago mm -hmm. from the actual posted date of 2009. Yeah. On the GeoCity site, it's only accessible via the Internet Archive, but we have that and I actually printed it out so you can take a gander while I talk about it. But that's the GeoCity site as it looked via the Internet Archive. If you want to go find it, folks, you definitely can. But as always, if you want to peruse the websites and things we talk about, be mindful of what you click, be mindful of what you might see. But cursory glance doesn't really show anything other than Bergeron talking about the anatomy of this, this robot and a few other things that I'll kind of break down for you so you're not overwhelmed by the website. It seems like it's an advertisement for mm -hmm. like a display. Oh, yeah, yeah. A display for theme parks, trade shows, and advertising. Mm -hmm. um, home use for entertainment. Terra has an electric personality, can be in complete control of this Android security. One human operator can remote control several Androids while remaining safely in a most secure location. Mail and other Android appearances possible. Provides deterrence and a friendly appearance. Music videos or live music performances. There you go. Whoa. And, and yeah, it is presently being upgraded with some additional features. She It'll also be has... available for rental, lease, sale reasonably soon. Mm -hmm. So this person was looking to make an advanced animatronic, I guess? Oh, yeah. They're trying to sell this thing. Do Whoa. You think... So we know why it was made. Yeah. That's cool. I want to share the love. Do you think this person is a Disney Imagineer by now or was then? I could see that. Someone who makes or animatronics. At least for and... some theme park. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they they have experience. They know how to market it and sell it. Ooh. I, it's um. It talks about the movement here. It says like the head tilts up and down side to side under its own power. The mouth opens and closes while it talks. It's able to make the M and O facial expressions for expressive speech, but it doesn't really talk much about the body. It's all about the neck and the head and how it moves. Yeah, facial expressions more than anything. Yeah, it's definitely experimental as this ad lists. And the only other thing that I was going to add that you already kind of covered was uh, Tara has an electric personality. Yeah. I like that. They have the little humor, <laughs> I get it. But yeah, it's so, all about, you know, security, entertainment, home use, display for theme parks, obviously like little attractions. Trying to get a little bit of everything in there. I mean, kind of a weird market, though. Yeah. To pursue. I will say that. I mean, I guess if you're going after theme parks, but then again, I feel like they would have companies that they already contract right. with as opposed to going with a solo creator. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know, undercut the market. That or they're like, this is a hell of a resume. True. You know? Yeah. Look, hey. I got a whole website for this thing. Mm -hmm. Website's fancy word to throw around in 2001. Actually, yeah. yeah you're not or, or maybe that's a little too late. They're like, everyone hates the internet for that year because of the dot-com bubble. I don't know. Ooh. I don't remember very well. well there, was, there were still some people hanging on to dot-com stuff. Took me about a week to get online. Anyway, the blog goes on to say that Terra will be available for rent, lease, and to buy soon, as you mentioned, for around $20,000. That's a big chunk of change for a robot that just sings. <laughs> hey, it does security. Maybe. Eventually. But it's also possible to just purchase the head. So if you don't want the whole body, you don't want to move the arms around, you just want a, a head for security, plop that outside your gate, and that thing will stare down any guests that come I, through. I guess for Halloween. like I mean, we laugh, but what is your ring doorbell except for just a weird head with one eye? I don't... I feel like the features that the ring doorbell does is kind of what makes it different here. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah. I've like, seen, what's Tara gonna do? Just start yelling? I've gone to somebody's house. <laughs> they're here! They're here! They're here! Run! They're here! Security! No, see, like, I've hit a doorbell, um, one of those smart doorbells in the holiday season, and it sings to you sometimes. So, I mean, like, what would you do if you just mount the head next to your door? You poke it in one of the eyes? Do you pull its nose? Yeah, how do you enter? Do you, I don't know. How do you, do you pull ring? its chin open? Like a how door do you, knocker? How do you like, ring it? I don't know. Maybe he didn't design that part. Let's let's move on. <laughs> in fact, actually, to kind of continue on with the idea of this maybe being a doorbell, regarding Tara's head, her eyes are actually supposed to be cameras. Though at the time, there was no image processing that was available to Bergeron, so it was all kind of in theory. It was something that he had planned for. So there now right. you understand a little bit more of what I was talking about. Tara 2.0. I had the inside knowledge of the mm -hmm. eyeball cameras, but Tara 2.0 will be able to see. Now another blog post last updated on February of 2006, details that music videos of Tara are available for purchase. DVDs would include five music videos and CDs would include those same five songs plus one instrumental version, and they were available for purchase on androidworld.com, which is awesome because the website is still up. Christian, I want to order this DVD. I, haven't, CD I haven't said that we can't. We, we can't. We, we can. can't. We, we can. can. He said we can't. Okay. Yeah. I have not said that we can't. You use the we word can't to, again. We just need to right. look. I heard can't. <laughs> I don't know uh, the context of it, but you said can't. It seems like someone that's, I don't know, that, that like this, this is someone that obviously is intelligent because mm -hmm. they're able to make these advanced animatronics, has plans for future features, you know, Terra 2.0. Right. But then you swerve into buy DVDs of Terrace singing? I think he's trying to subsidize it. Like, it's like a way to invest, you know? Invest in me and I'll give you a DVD rather than like a stock. Oh, okay. I could, I could see that. Yeah. I think, you know, it does sound rudimentary because it is the early 2000s, but it seems like with one product, he's trying to hit a lot of different business arms. Right. Which ain't too bad. He was like, I want to be in the theme park market. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the security market. Mm-hmm. And I want to be in the music market with right. now. That's what I call Tara 15. <laughs> but when it comes to the music videos, a little bit more reasonable. $11 in the United States, $19 for those outside the States. And like I said, this website is still up. And it does say that, quote, I currently have no email address for John Bergeron. So if you do go here, whatever bank account you use could be totally at risk. Your money could just go straight into the burner. So just like don't play around with stuff like that. You don't want to get your information stolen or anything. Right. Now, the website was last updated, interestingly, in 2016. So, despite the longevity of this mystery, this creepy thing going on, this website was updated in 2016, despite looking like it was updated in 2002. Now, the five songs listed on this website are called Electricity, Metal Version, Brutal, Metal, Please, Electricity, and Brutal One. Some wild names. Almost like genres. All of the songs were written, produced, and composed by Bergeron. Each of them has a very similar sound to the main song, Please. So that Vocaloid sound with varying level synth instruments. The brutal one is basically just some like grungy, really low synth drones. How are they copyrighted then if they're original songs? I don't know. Maybe maybe they copyrighted them. I mean... Or maybe somebody like decided to copyright them for him. I don't know. Right. Maybe he went to someone, interestingly enough, a similar name and went, hey... Mm -hmm. Copyright strike all this. This is original content. I own the rights to it. That or the, the company just said, I don't think anyone's copyrighted these properly, so we're just going to claim it. 
and who can prove otherwise. Damn. That happens, you know? Yeah, it does. When people have ideas or whatever, they get their patents Brutal. lifted. Or if like something like a website lapses, and then you go, haha, I bought the Google domain. Yeah. You gotta buy it back from me. Like that stuff happens. Yep. Now, Christian, I still wanna buy this DVD, but Task Force, you can listen to this DVD or watch it to your heart's content right now because there was a YouTuber named Yitz, Y-I-T-Z, that uploaded the whole thing. So they put their money on the line to make sure that everybody could watch it freely. When they actually got a tangible thing, mm -hmm. they got a DVD out of it. Mm -hmm. And that way we can all watch it safely and securely, not needing to <laughs> risk anything, but we're still going to. Now, it's still greatly theorized as to what exactly happened to Bergeron, as he never made any confirmed public statements since the original Terra Creation blogs. We will come back to this discussion a little bit more later on regarding these blogs. Now, after discussing kind of the origin of Terra being in 2001 and having these websites and everything, everything, it didn't really take off until 2009. It was the YouTube video that brought a lot of attention to Terra, and that's when the mystery really kicked off and internet sleuths started to look into this. After that, Terra's origin story was largely just internet lore, and the existing YouTube comments suggest that many still don't know how or why Terra was created, so it wasn't until really years later that people right. were able to trace it back to the information that I just kind of talked about. Yeah, I mean, what a trace back. You kind of have all the evidence and, and proof here. But yeah, that kind of ends the investigation. Now we know kind of the origin. We have a John Bergeron. We have this old blog. We have, what was it again? Androidworld.com, where you can go buy these DVDs and the songs. And you know now that it's kind of like an early business venture for this robot. But... Then in 2009, it took off. Let's talk about the spread of the mystery, the spread of this video from that point on. So again, to reiterate, the original video specifically was uploaded on April 15th, 2009 by user Creepyblog. This is the only known video uploaded by this user. Then from September 2nd, 2009 to October 7th, 2009, a YouTube user named Halloween Android uploaded six videos of Tara doing different activities. These videos are much more violent in nature and include Tara biting off the finger of her creator as well as being pierced through the cheek and nose with like a long screw or a nail or something like that. Okay, this took a weird turn. Yes. Th what? This is what kind of starts to inform, and I'm just going to play my hand here, is Tara or the creator a serial killer? It's a very big leap in logic and we'll talk more about it in the theories section but now you can kind of understand how this really got creepy quickly. Yeah. There's the uncanny valley part, of course, but then the jabbing of this long nail into the cheek, like the biting of a little finger off, like it's weird. Was it like an actual finger that was bitten off? So it does another jump cut. So it's got somebody uh. kind of putting their finger in the mouth or playing with like the lip a little bit. And then it jump cuts to the finger just kind of sitting in the mouth with some red on it. Very kind of hokey. Right. Feels a little attack. What is it? Attack from Mars? Mars oh, attacks. Oh, uh, yeah. That took a that took a dark turn. At first, I was like, okay, it's pretty creepy. And then we kind of got a lot of info, backstory information, creator, all that kind of stuff. And so mm -hmm. I went, all right, we know the purpose. We know why. Yeah. It starts to go. Oh well, and maybe this is nothing. Why dark, don't we close the door on this? And then the dark turn. So who was it? That person that uploaded the? Yes. So you how have, did they get access to the video? That's a good question. So that's where a lot of the mystery comes from. So you have John Bergeron, the original creator. Right. Many years later, creepy blog, questionable identity, could be John Bergeron, could be anybody else, uploads the video. Later that same year, Halloween Android, once again, we have no idea, could be the same person again. 
with a different username or a third party, they upload these six videos. Now, this is where things continue to get interesting. Despite the addition of violence, we also have the fact that the Android looks similar to the original John Bergeron Terra, but the Android featured in these videos has her eyes blocked either by bangs or sunglasses, and this makes it kind of difficult to decipher whether this is the original Terra or a new, similar-looking Terra. In fact, here are screenshots of the two. So you've seen the original. I mean, this... Not to say it's a different creator, mm -hmm. but this is a different robot in my eyes. Like, the jawline is much wider, the cheekbones settle. It seems like they're a little bit more defined, but then also the mouth itself is is wider as well. The noses are kind of similar, possibly flatter on the second one, but yeah, this looks like a different robot. Huh. So you think it's a copycat? Someone trying to stir up and add new details? I don't or think it's necessarily a copycat. I think maybe Bergeron made another Oh, robot. this is Terra 2. This is Terra 2. She's got cameras in the like, eyes. Yeah. So they put sunglasses on. And actually, I was being facetious for a second, but maybe they put sunglasses on to block the cameras because the cameras don't maybe look like eyes. Mm. So let's just block them. Yeah. So you still have the function of the cameras without the, oh my God, those are two big lenses in the eyes. True. Oh. It does look a little also, higher def, the so maybe... The materials do look very similar, too. Yeah, very... Like the skin material, similar type of makeup. Right. Definitely got that kind of rubbery, very pale white look mm -hmm. to it. Almost like a rubberized porcelain. Right. Interesting. I mean, it'd be very difficult to have, to have a copycat of that. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it would take a lot of skill to do that. So that'd be a very dedicated... Frank. Yeah, and, and for what end? Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I think it's actually like another Terra. Mm -hmm. Now Where's what's Ron interesting is that they start piercing it and poking at it and kind of puncturing what would otherwise be very difficult to make. But let's continue here because the video titles include names like Terra Goes to Space and Terra Interactive Android, suggesting that the creator of this channel at least wants people to think that this is the original Terra. In the description of the videos, or one of the videos, the creator writes, quote, This android is interactive, taking inputs as text messages on a keyboard, then responding by talking out loud. And then it ends with an email that I'm not going to leave here because it could very well be active, but it does end with an email. I'm sure you could go find that if you're interested. However, it's unclear if this email is the same one as the one that was first listed for the inquiries regarding John Bergeron and his page. We just don't have the archived websites anymore to figure out, is this the same email, i.e. is this the same person? So I just wanted to put that out there. But either way, we have finally some more information. At this point then, we have another YouTuber who enters the scene on January 14th, 2010. They were named NiU77 and they uploaded a copy of I Feel Fantastic. Over a year later, they uploaded the remaining music videos on the original DVD Bergeron sold titled Brutal Metal, Brutal, Electricity Metal, and Electricity, all four of the other songs that were listed previously. This was uploaded on May 4th, 2011, and all four of the descriptions simply read, My Android. Then on August 28th, 2013, Niyu77 also uploaded the same six videos that Halloween Android had posted with different descriptions. So now we start to see the spiral of virality. Right, and re-uploading and mm -hmm. everything. And this is where things start to get a little harder to find the originals because then copyright comes into play. Who was the original? All that. One video was titled with typos 
my Android bit my finger off, which has the description, quote, I can't get it back on P's help. Okay, that kind of seems like a upload troll. Oh, yeah. P's help. P's help. And Android. Yeah, Android. Interesting. Now, Niu77 never posted any additional or new Terra content since those videos. See, that's the big kicker there. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a re-upload. Just a re-upload. Yeah. Starts to obfuscate the kind of landscape here. However, the channel has remained active over the years with the most recent post date, February 27th, 2023. What just the hell two did or three post? weeks ago. What the hell did they post? Yeah, well, what did they post? Was it a video or was it like a community tab post? Yeah, it seems to be a song from an album. Okay. I don't know. Well, that, that then fits the trend because it seems that they their uploads generally feature different techno music from various artists. So it stands to reason that their most recent upload is simply just another techno song. Yeah, the, the link in the description leads to a, a Bandcamp website. And I can, I'm not sure if it's a music album or if it's a podcast, given the description, but mm -hmm. it's interesting. Okay, so that... That really leans me towards this as someone that just re-uploads. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, kind of tracking the spread of this video and this mystery, on April 14th, 2020, just one day off from the anniversary of the original video, yet another YouTuber appears, this time with the handle creepyblog817, and the same profile picture as the original creepyblog account. Oh, copycat. Copycat. They posted the original I Feel Fantastic video along with the original video description. Basically, at this point, it just feels like that person is archiving the thing. And yeah, that's about that. Well, hello there, Task Force. It's me, Trevor, as always, with the housekeeping notes here of Red Web. I'm hanging in the loft of the HQ, letting my feet dangle through the railings because I'm precarious like that. But I want to tell you what's going on in the Red Web sphere. Right now, we've dropped our most recent pin of the month. That's right, the first Thursday of every month, we drop a new Red Web-themed pin, and we have some really, really fun and exciting ones coming. Like, a, I'm going to tease this one out way early, but we have a Summer Squonk pin that's on the way. But anyway, that doesn't matter, because what's out right now is the Cicada 3301 pin, one of my favorite mysteries of all time. It's kind of the origin of this whole podcast. So go get that pin while supplies last. Thank you all, our pin club, for, for indulging us in our monthly pins but on top of that, we have some other exciting things coming too, like an escape room at the RTX convention here in Austin, July 7th through 9th. You can learn more about that and what else Red Web is doing over at rtxaustin.com. I'm going to keep teasing you guys. We do have other things planned, but this is the only thing that's confirmed right now. So I hope to see you all there. It's going to be a really good time. The show floor is amazing. There's so many other cool brands and podcasts there that you're, it's, it's awesome. It's my favorite thing we get to do every single year. And I can't wait to see you all there, Task Force. And then on top of that, we also have the May 4th live shopping stream. Yes, of course, may the 4th be with you. But while we celebrate Star Wars, we're also going to celebrate conspiracies. We've got a really cool task force hat that has a really neat interior kind of silky silver lining on the inside to kind of act as a posh tinfoil to protect you as you go out there and start spilling your conspiracy theories. And also, of course, protect you from alien beams. And we also have the evidence box that is also coming out that day. So this time we're launching with two products. Can't wait to see you all there. It's such a fun time. We sold out the Sippy Cup of Knowledge in 30 minutes the last time we did this. So if these sound like things that you want to get in on, come hang out with us. If nothing else, it's just a good time. We get to see you guys in the chat, talk to you guys about conspiracies, and also uh, you get to support the show with some really, really cool merch. But with that said, let's talk about today's fantastic sponsors. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by Shady Rays. It's the perfect time of year when the weather's warm enough to go out, 
touch your little toes to the grass, but not so hot that it's scorching. And that means time for sunglasses, baby. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company, and they offer world-class products that are just as good as any other expensive pair out there. It's gear that's built to last with durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Shady Rays also offers the most compelling protection of all eyewear. Their sunglasses are backed by lost and stolen replacements, so if you lose or break your pair even on the very first day, they will in fact send you a brand new pair. I really enjoy my Shady Rays, and if you've heard me talk about them before, you know I love their polarized lenses. I get out there in the sun, I'm looking at the water, it kicks all the reflections and glare away, and so it gives you that eye ease that you need. You don't need just the dark lenses, the polarization really helps my eyes rest while also being out in the sun. I really enjoy the frames because they're also aesthetically pleasing. So from top to bottom, they're just good frames. Exclusively for Task Force members, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code REDWEB for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Once again, ShadyRays.com. Use promo code REDWEB. This episode of Red Web is also sponsored by Rocket Money. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual average is closer to around $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills, all in one convenient place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about, and chances are, you're one of them. Like that streaming app that you got just to watch that one show, I think you know what I mean, or that free gaming trial that you never actually used. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720. Fredo, I know you used Rocket Money before. Tell me about it. Yeah, I've been using Rocket Money for about two months now. It's really nice to see week over week what I'm spending in different categories compared to the previous week. And then obviously, overall, if I have all these subscriptions, anything that's unwanted, I can go ahead and cancel. Easy, done, and I'm out the door with it. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions today and manage your expenses the easy way. A lot of rhymes, but I like that. By going to rocketmoney.com slash redweb. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash redweb. And for those in the back, rocketmoney.com slash redweb. And with that said, let's get right back into the mystery. All right, so we've traced now the spread of this mystery. I'm sure there are many other different uploads out there, but these are the, the biggest ones that have really caught people's attention. And I kind of appreciate it because it keeps this mystery archived online. But as we move forward, normally we'd go right into the theory section. Mm -hmm. But this one's a little different. I feel like we have one cornerstone theory, and I hinted at it earlier, but before we get into it, I think we need to ask ourselves the question, where is Bergeron? Because his involvement is what really blew this up. Yeah. It was a viral video because it was creepy in its own right. But the fact that there were years preceding the video with all this interesting detail around this man making a robot with a business strategy raised questions. And the fact that he is MIA, despite this video going super viral, makes this even more interesting. Also, the violent follow-up video. Right, the violent follow-up video. Is that him, or is that a copycat? Mm -hmm. What's going on there? So let's, let's ask ourselves the question of where is Bergeron before we get into our kind of main theory. 
There was a comment left on a Medium article about Terra, and it reads as follows, quote, Terra was a robot created by John L. Bergeron from Burlington, Vermont. He retired from IBM in 1995 and worked at a plastic molding company, Husky, thereafter. He died unexpectedly at his home on Friday, July 22, 2005, and was buried at Resurrection Park Cemetery in South Burlington. So, if I remember correctly, it was originally uploaded on the Android site, like Android video site, like 2001? Yes. And then it was uploaded to YouTube in 2009. So the videos... So if he died in 2005... So the videos weren't, but the DVDs were on sale through the website. Okay. So the old school way of uploading, right? Right, yeah. But yes, yes, you're right. So as this comment goes, he passed in 2005 before... If you, there, I'm going to get to some of the wrinkles, but you're right on the money mm-hmm. with your confusion. The details provided in the comment align with the obituary published by the Burlington Free Press. However, as you're kind of sniffing out, if the creator of Terra passed in 2005, it remains unexplained how Bergeron's blog post was last updated in February of 2006. So now you've got a mystery figure in play or you have a false death, like someone faked their death or something. Damn. But I mean, there was some death involved because there was an obituary. There's an obituary. We believe it's the same person. We didn't get any comment or find any comment mm-hmm. from the family. That needs to be said. Yeah. So why fake your death? But then oh, who, this, who like every the blog? line? Of, it just creates so many more questions. As yeah. with every mystery, it started with like, oh yeah, just a creepy video. But as the details roll in, every new detail is another five questions. I feel like we only had one true question, which was why the violent video. Right. But now it's either why did he fake his death mm-hmm. or who the hell updated the blog? Right. And are those the same mysterious other people that are uploading to YouTube or do we have a team on our hands or is this just coincidence? Like a few other people are like, I don't know. This was interesting. And so I re-uploaded it and I have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the upload in 2009 was just a re-uploader. Just someone who had access to it? Yeah. yeah. It's probably like the DVD. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where another YouTuber comes into play. Their name is Truth is Scarier Than Fiction. They created the video investigating Bergeron's death back in May of 2022. According to them, it's possible that John's son, John Bergeron Jr., updated the website after the father's death. That said, it does not explain why no mention of his passing was made on the website. And I'm going to refer to Truth is Scarier Than Fiction, by the way, as Truth moving forward to make sure this is super focused, Mm -hmm. easy to follow. But Truth also claims that they spoke to the owner of Android World named Chris. Chris said he last spoke to Bergeron Sr. in 2011 and was able to provide Truth with some contact information for John Bergeron Sr. That leans towards the fake death. Leans towards the fake death. But this is where it just gets even more confusing, just frustratingly confusing. Right. I think it's all smoke and mirrors. I I don't know what to believe. So what? Sell random DVDs of this Android? I don't even know what for anymore, like what the purpose is, but I got to say this. We couldn't find any clarification on truth if they meant Bergeron Sr. or Bergeron Jr. with regards to 2011. So as always, flimsy information creates a deeper mystery. My brain is getting scrambled. So I just want to throw that caveat out there. Is Chris, this website owner, referring to Bergeron Sr. years after they were supposed to be dead, or are they referring to the son? Right. That's that's course, the confusing part. Of course, part. it had to be named the same damn name. Had the name. same name. 
Now, according to Truth, the information provided confirmed that John's middle initial was L, and the location of Bergeron Sr.'s funeral service is not far from the address provided in the contact information. So, so that leans towards Junior, then. Is it leans towards to. it being Junior. Yeah. Which makes things, again, confusing, but it does seem to add at least an air of confidence to the idea that Bergeron Sr. had passed and that nothing sinister was going on, at least until we get into the theory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, moving on, and stop me if, if we're confused on anything. I want to iron out all the wrinkles. So, moving on, another YouTuber named Goddess of the Hobos made a video claiming to have spoken to John Bergeron on the phone in 2015. Christian, do we know if this is senior or junior? Unconfirmed. Oh, God! I'm just going to chalk it up to it being junior, because it seems like Bergeron is just living forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to say junior. I, I'm, I'm hoping junior, but this is what really opens up the door for the theory, among other things, but this is what helps open that door. In the video, you hear that a woman answers the phone first, but after that, Kendra asks to speak to John, and here's how that phone call went. Hello. Hello. Is this uh, John? Is it John Bergeron? Of course, yes. My name is Kendra. I'm with the robotics department at University of British Columbia. And I was just calling, were you the person who um, did the Terra the Robot by chance? I'm working on a story about it. Uh, the problem is, uh, I got a lot of things that I really need to do. I, I don't have time to talk. Okay. Would it be easier if I could email you by chance? Yeah, I, I still have the time to deal with this. Okay. Have I got the right Sorry. person at least? Uh, I gotta go. Have I got the right Bye. person? Okay. That's the son trying to keep the mystery alive. That's either the mystery trying to stay alive. It's a, that's something sinister at bay, which opens the theory up. Mm -hmm. Or, but I, I don't, don't have Occam's time to Razor. talk. I don't have time to talk about this. Occam's Razor. Can I email you. Definitely I indulge time. Like, Absolutely. That's that's what that's, I feel. That's the son just being like, and the mystery continues. Right. Right. That that's somebody who knows that they're in on a mystery, and then they just, they just want to draw it out. That, why? I don't know. Mm -hmm. What are they getting out of it? I don't know. Maybe they're getting their giggles, you know? I mean, maybe they're the ones that started that just self-startup. Huh? Maybe it's like a private... He started speaking like Tara. He's being <laughs> taken over. They, maybe the son started the private... Yes. ...like copyright company, and then he's getting the residuals from that. I want to throw that in. I want to throw that in as unofficial theory... Let's call it theory zero. Yeah. Was all this just the son, the junior, that inherited whatever the father was working on? Right. And Updated from, the blog to mm -hmm. be like, you know, okay, I now inherited all of this tech, this this project from my father. Let's do an update blog as if the project's still going. You know, that way there's a seamless transition of ownership. Maybe I could sell one or two of them. Yeah, 20K. Like 20K at least. Right. Maybe upload the video, get some attention online. Because, like, I don't know how to operate this. I'll take pause old video, put that online. Right. YouTube becomes more user-friendly, mm -hmm. more accessible to the general public. I might as well just, you know, copy this DVD over to the computer and right. upload it. Ride the wave. So the son uploads this video. It happens to go viral. <gasps> it happens to catch on. But then the son, not knowing how to operate the robot further, i.e. no new songs come out, decides, whatever, I'm not selling the thing. It's been six years. I'm gonna go shock and awe. He starts puncturing the thing with with the oh. with the nails, and then he uploads again. I guess on a different account, right? So maybe I don't know. Cut and the then way. and then flash forward a few months. Kendra calls and he goes, "I don't have time for this. 
Oh my god, they're gonna get me. Right. They're on to me. They know. I think it's the sun. It could be the sun. Listen, I can't figure I, out I like that at theory. all what the motive is, but I can stitch it all together and have it make sense. Ooh, I like what you're I mean, putting down. The motive down. is initial, like you initially want to sell it. Well, yeah. And then maybe the later motive is I'm just frustrated. So let me just indulge in this mystery and right. put little little piercings in the cheeks. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe find some cute. I don't, I don't know. I think it's the sun. Mm -hmm. Well, with that, let's dive into the cornerstone theory okay. of the internet. It is a bit out there, but let's dive into it. All right. Mm -hmm. Was John Bergeron a suspected murderer or serial killer? That's the theory. So after the original I Feel Fantastic video went viral, speculations began flying about who John Bergeron was and why he created Terra. Rumors swirled that Bergeron was a serial killer who used the clothes of his victims to dress Terra. Now, before we get deeper, people are flying off. Some people ingest, some people more seriously, and so I feel That's like... A wild cornerstone theory. Oh yeah. I feel like the theory came before the evidence, and now they're looking to substantiate it. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. They looked at the lyrics of this creepy song, and there are eerie lines such as please leave and run, run, run. But the video itself also includes random shots of woodsy areas seemingly secluded, and these scenes zoom into leaves and piles of dirt, which led some viewers to speculate that Bergeron maybe buried his victims in these woods, and he featured these spots in his videos to almost rub it in people's faces, to almost indulge in this sinister act and put it on display in a way that only he would know the deeper knowledge of. That is dark. Very dark. I mean, why use your actual name? Why? I mean, at that point, if you're also getting stuff sold to you, I mean, there's, I mean, sure, you could make shell accounts or whatever, mm -hmm. but I mean, you're really putting yourself out there. You're really living multiple ways to be traced. Right. That said, he's got a really good obfuscation technique. Have a son with the same name. <laughs> Oh, true. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna get away with murder. I'm gonna have so many John Bergeron Juniors. You, right. you have no idea <laughs> where I'm so at. So damn confused. <laughs> I have 15 sons, <laughs> all with my name, Junior. That is wild. So I mean, it's interesting, right? Okay, like I guess that makes sense. Does that mean all of this was to cover up murder? I don't know. Let's continue. People that believe this theory also look at the references to Pygmalion in the video description. The legend went that. Bergeron loved a woman named Tara and, disappointed with her imperfections, killed her and created Tara the robot who wore the real Tara's clothes. Kind of taking some of the old Mediterranean lore, the storytelling, mm -hmm. and bringing it to the forefront because, I mean, he's referencing it. Maybe there's a not-so-coded message there. I mean, for a horror tale, right? it fits nicely. Yeah. In, in, in the sense of, like, a campy Megan movie. Right. Sure. But what actually backs it up? I mean, other than, you know, this video giving people the heebie-jeebies, like the creepies, mm -hmm. other than some allusions to Pygmalion, other than the lyrics, which are very shallow at best. Right. And the woodsy areas. I mean, it's a convenient theory. It makes people go ooh and ah, so it creates the internet urban yeah. legend mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, and people like that, and so that's what helps it catch the wave. But you're right. Otherwise, what is really grounding it in reality as a theory? I don't know. And so I do think that, as you kind of outlined, the sun makes a lot more sense. It's way less sinister. And it could just be a conflation of, you know, inadvertent moments. The sun took over the business, didn't really do much with it. And then also it went viral in a weird way. Yeah, at that point, capitalize on it. Yeah. Now, of course, coming back to this theory, the story spread faster than the video, I feel like. 
And so suddenly Tara had this dark lore behind her that preceded her. And maybe that's why it really caught on to create this idea of a deep internet urban legend. Some believe that Tara became self-aware and she herself killed her creator, Senior, in 2005. No. Well, I mean, again, some believe this in jest and then right, some take right. this at face value. However, there's absolutely no evidence beyond what we've talked about to suggest that there is any truth to this theory. And it cannot be true if Tara's creator did in fact pass away in 2005. Right? Yeah. So, as always, we're going to give you the story. We're going to give you the, the theory, but we're going to get you the wrinkle as well. And this one's got a pretty big old factual wrinkle. I, I'm in my mind, Bergeron worked at IBM. Mm -hmm. Then, coincidentally, worked at this like plastic molding company. And then from there, I just went, oh, okay, I'll have access to the, these materials. Yeah. I'll make something cool. Maybe a little side business. Didn't really take off. Maybe still some DVDs. Passed away, went viral. Then from there, I mean, then, you know, passed away, Sun updates the blog. Then from there, it goes viral. Mm -hmm. Then the Sun just kind of has fun with it. I guess he, he's like, it's been 15 years, man. Like, no one's buying this 20K robot, you know. Right. All these other companies, Boston Dynamics has backflipping dog robots. Like, I'm mm -hmm. out. I'm done. I can't yeah. do what dad did. Let nope. me pierce the cheek of this thing and, and let the mystery go wild. Right. And yeah, received, dude. And then received the call and it's like, oh, that's not talk about it. Adds to the mystery, but then also allows you to get away from an interview that could expose you. Dude, the Fredo theory stands true, Christian. Glad we got this on air. Yeah, I feel like that's the theory. Red Web cracked this case wide open. Yeah. Solved it. Not my original theory, which was sex doll. And an owner right, we don't know how very the much, using it. Yeah, true. And an owner that was very much in love with it. <laughs> I mean, all those elements are still in play. True. You know, Mama Bergeron, who knows where she was? No idea. And then the, oh, whole, the whole Junior. murder theory was, I feel like that's just like the internet, you know, just getting wild with oh, it. Oh, for sure. But I was going to jest and say maybe maybe Junior had uh, was raised by Mama Tara. See, now you're adding to the dark, <laughs> like, <laughs> to the dark story that everyone's like subscribing to, the He's cornerstone like, theory. Yeah. And now people are going to add that. Imagine if like from here on out, yeah. like that's added to the story. All right. Period. End of podcast. Moving on. All right. Task force. Disseminate. Descend on the internet. Let's add this to the lore <laughs> that John Bergeron Jr. Junior was, was half robot, half man. Okay. Well, now. <laughs> How to get him up to speed on the timeline to make sure start... he's an adult? He, he ages faster. <laughs> gotta start simple. <laughs> and it was so beautiful. It was John Bergeron Jr. was raised by Tara. Okay. okay. <laughs> and then the husband okay. said, in the year 2045, <laughs> Tara was sent into the future to save Bergeron Jr. the third. And it's like, what? We got some sort of Blade Runner Terminator <laughs> yeah. cross hybrid situation going on. No. Okay. No. Okay. Back. Get, 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 refresh your pages. Undo your typing. Descend back on the internet once more. Okay. Reload the page. There you go. Now, now type in. John Bergeron Jr. was raised by a robot? Question mark. There's your headline. Take it away. There you go. I do. I genuinely though. I, I do think that this is a simple case of a man with a passionate hobby doing what he could do with robotics in the early right. days of and it and try to monetize it. Mm -hmm. Try to monetize it. Try to create a small business in his retirement because it took about six years after retiring to do that, and then um, unfortunately passed away before mm -hmm. anything came of it. And then the son took it on. I think that that. Makes a lot of sense. And then the internet got its twisted mind and long right. fingers all over it. That's where I settle with this. 
interesting, right? It's not yeah. something that you see or that's common even to this day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, definitely ahead of its time in terms of the subject of the video mm-hmm. and also business model. Yeah. It's like 15 birds with one Terra, mm-hmm. you know? That's why I love internet mysteries. There's not as many as there are with traditional true crime or paranormal activities or, or UFOs or anything like that. But I love them for one reason. They feel so unique and have such interesting twists and turns. But as much as I love them, I hate them. They're so confusing. The twists and turns can be just cavernous voids of information yeah. that people just fill in. Sometimes they like a good story. So that's where, that's where internet mysteries start to blend into storytelling. and. It's a really uh, nebulous world, but I love it. Yeah. There's a lot of cool mysteries out there. And then even then, there's like small little mysteries that are just like not necessarily nefarious in any way, shape or form, but just make you go, wait, what? Yeah. Like ghost kitchens. That's a mystery? Who's behind the kitchen? Do people not, do ever, does everyone know about ghost kitchens? Oh, like, like a, a brick and mortar that doesn't have a public facing door, but you can order it on, on Uber? Yeah. Or, or like when you're like... Ah, I'm going to Italiano Pizzeria, but mm-hmm. it's actually Chuck E. Cheese in the back, just shipping it out under a different yeah. name. Like, like if you go on Uber Eats and you see f- there's like 40 different restaurants all with the same address. Yeah. Yeah, the ghost kitchens. I guess Mr. Beast really blew ghost kitchens up and, and brought the awareness. Oh, up. I didn't know. Because that's what Mr. Beast burgers come from is just some kitchen somewhere making burgers. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Are you confused, Did you know Christian? About that, Christian? Maybe I this have is no idea what you are talking See? about. I've oh, never heard of dang, this. Okay, well, <laughs> and I just found out about it. A tune for another day. I totally thought you were building to a, a joke or something. No, I've never I don't heard joke of around, Christian. This is serious that's, stuff. We haven't that's told true. a that's single my, joke on this podcast. Uh, yeah, that's my bad. Never mind. I should, yeah, I should have known. There's going to be a handful of people that went, I knew that. And then there's going to be a ton of people that went, wait, Whoa. what? <laughs> okay, well, maybe we'll make a short TikTok or something. Warehouses that house like. 40 different kitchens that make yeah. different food. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. I'd never heard of that. I've All seen like Uber Eats. Online ordering, yeah. you know? I'd never heard of Cheaper, this. convenient. Uh-huh. I've seen like TikToks of like Uber drivers. That's that wild. They like go to the warehouse and they go up to a virtual screen, type in the order, and then they pull it out of a locker. Right. What? And here's the thing, Christian. The reason why it's blown up so much is there's more people dead than there are alive. And ghosts need to work too. <laughs> there's the joke we built up to. Thank you all for listening to Red Web. We'll have another mystery next week, Fredo. Right back here at the very same spot. 